What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Hello from snowy Chicago land. Yeah, you heard me right. It's the middle of March and here we are. We have a nice thick, thick layer of snow covering our beautiful city. It's kind of fun though, you know, knowing it'll it'll be gone in a few days and that we don't have to shovel. I mean, really, why bother? I have a Jeep and, and you know, it's going to melt. It sort of gives you permission to just look out the window and enjoy Mother Nature and all of her surprises. I'm actually kind of liking this. It's putting a smile on my face today. And I hope that you have something bringing a smile to your face today as well. If not, you're in the right place. We have a guest here with us who not only has just an incredibly inspirational personal story that she's promised to share with us, but who's just loaded with wonderful, insightful expertise that's going to transform or elevate your mindset so that you can put more profits in your pockets. Who doesn't like that, right? Today, I'm excited to have with us Karen Volo all the way from Sweden. And Karen is the co-author of a new book called Engage, your step-by-step guide to creating a workplace that you, your coworkers, and your customer love. And she's known as the evolution expert and is an expert in engagement, cultural transformation, and personal and organizational development. So something for every entrepreneur and corporate executive and and worker, you know, out there. So this is going to be a show that is something for everybody, really. With over 15 years of experience working with people and Fortune 500 companies on two continents, uh, she helps them go through transitions. And Karen works as an executive mentor doing that. And more recently, inspirational speaking. She knows what it takes to get the most out of life. That's for sure. I can attest to that. Karen is here to talk about how to maximize the potential of your company through people engagement and why our old ways of doing business aren't working anymore and how you can create an amazing company. She is going to share her story with us and all of these these words of wisdom and information that she has. You're really going to enjoy this show, and I'm so excited to welcome Karen Volo. Thank you, Marla. What a fabulous introduction. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and I'm happy to connect and, and have a fun discussion today. Oh, me too, Karen. And and we've just recently met. It's just been a delightful experience. And and uh, I knew within just minutes that you were going to be one of my very favorite guests here on Million Dollar Mindset. So I've been really looking forward to this show as well. Karen, you have 
I mean, your story just blew me away. It, it sounds like I can't, I can't say I've ever met anyone with such an unusual story and, and the way that you've carried yourself through it to bring inspir- inspiration and, and so much wisdom to, to help so many people is, that's what I just find amazing and fascinating. So let's not keep our audience waiting. Let's, let's share a bit of your story and uh, how it brought you to where you are today, if you will. I'm going to give you the very short version because I have a book yeah. that's just come out about this as well that gives all the gory details, basically. But wow. um, my my background is in professionally is from executive search and headhunting. And um, back in 2006, my life partner and business partner at that time, we went to San Diego on a business trip where John Asraf was our business mentor. And we were ready to expand our business throughout Europe. And just at, was at the time of that life or time in that point in life where things are just going fantastic and you're at kind of the top, right? And just before I was ready to board the plane to come home, I actually felt a tap on my shoulder. I turned around. There were two U.S. Marshals, and they said, we have a warrant for your arrest. And those words essentially froze my life. My life changed 180 degrees. They took me into custody. And what had happened was that my first husband, who I hadn't had any contact with in over six years, was a professional con man and had been convicted of that. Um, Basically, it was coming back to uh, drag me into this nightmare life that lasted 1,352 days where I sat in a high security holding facility. Um, it's just crazy. And, and that was in San Diego. My children at the time were six and eight. They were in Sweden where I live. And uh, so I didn't get a chance to see them that whole time. And really, it was just a, a battle every day between the fear of the worst that could happen versus the love of my family. And I just stayed focused every day that my charges were dropped. I'm going to be released. I'm going to return home. And essentially, in the end, that's exactly what ended up happening. And I came home. And that has put me on to living my life's purpose now. And it's a lot of what I talk about when I work with companies is how do you become purpose-driven and why do you do what you do? Um, and going through such a horrific experience like that really shifted mm-hmm. a lot about how I look at the world. Yeah, I can I can imagine it did. And, you know, we have two kinds of people, those who take such traumatic experiences like that and uh, and and bring joy to the world somehow they they make lemonade or whatever you'd like to say to just bring joy and wisdom to the world and and then those who don't and and seem unable to and Karen you are certainly the former and uh, so you uh, today are working with corporations you're I'm sure a wonderful mentor and you've co-written a book called engage tell us what that means what type of engagement are we talking about and why is it so important Well, this was part of our journey back, basically, from having gone through such a difficult time. My partner, now husband, Sergio and I, um, a couple, actually about three years ago now, started asking, you know, why are certain companies doing well? What are they doing differently? Why why do they seem to be, you know, excited and, and, and people are just lining up to go work there? What what exactly are they doing? And so we started talking to these companies just to kind of explore to see why, when everyone else is really struggling... What was their secret sauce? What's the magic going on there? And it led us onto this journey um, of ending up writing this book, which it was never intended that we were going to write a business book. But in doing the research for this book, we ended up talking to companies like um, Virgin, Zappos, Tom, Southwest Airlines, Puma, um, HCL Technologies. And we specifically looked for companies in different geographical areas, different ownership structures, and different industries 
to see if these things that we were finding were in all these companies. And, and essentially they were. So the, the first part of the book talks a little bit about kind of global trends that are affecting us in our way of doing business. You know, things are shifting so quickly. Part of it's being driven by technology. Part of it's being driven by um, the changes in the demographics in the workforce. Mm -hmm. Part of it's being driven by the Millennium Group coming in, and they have a very different way of looking at the world. So there's a lot of global trends that are changing the way that we're doing business. And taking that into effect and then looking at what these particular companies, which we call in in our book Engage, we call them the most amazing companies, how they're doing business differently. And we basically ended up finding these five common keys that were, you know, existing in all these companies that we we go into quite a bit in depth um, in the book as well. So, um, you know, it, it was just one of those things where we ended up finding a lot of research and finally deciding we have to write a book about this because we have to share this out. It's exciting. And we kind of it have is. found this formula because these companies have been so open and sharing with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we ended up being a bit of um, having some, some great insights into all these companies and seeing the similarities that they have and what they're doing differently. And I would imagine some of those insights really brought you to um, corporate culture and and the amazing shifts that we're seeing in how CEOs and, and are dealing with their employees, not only the internal culture, but also the marketing culture and how they're marketing their companies and such. Is, is that along the lines of what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... Um you know, I, I like to call them enlightened leaders, understand that mm-hmm. they can actually work with the energy inside of the organization and how do you tap into that full potential. Um, you know, I mean, just the figures coming out from Gallup studies and, and you know, Deloitte, McKinsey, all these major um, consulting firms are coming out with studies that show how much disengagement is actually costing companies. And, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're, you know, in the corporate world, Your employees really are your best asset, and how can you tap into them so that you can bring out the most of those individuals? And it it really, a lot of this may sound a little fluffy until you start Mm -hmm. looking at the numbers, and then it gets really hard. (laughs) And this Mm -hmm. is like the ugly truth of what's going on in the business world. And if you start looking on solving some of these issues, it goes to the heart of the issue. So, for example, if you're working as a business strategy, working with employee engagement, that's going to take care of your customer service issues. That's going to take care of increasing productivity. That's going to help you to create a high-performance culture where people are doing quite well. Um, So there's like this untapped resource within a a company that when you start working specifically with employee engagement, um, you can accelerate the impact tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know with, with all of the entrepreneurs that I work with now, I don't work with um, corporate executives too often, although I have done some executive coaching, you know, most of my businesses are smaller businesses and they're either onboarding as a part of their transition through coaching where they're scaling their business or they've, you know, brought on a few employees and, and will be bringing on more. And I'll tell you that whole process, uh, the hiring process and that interview process is so important. But then once these companies are engaged, uh, within, you can see that disengagement happen so quickly if there isn't a fabulous culture and and training program in place and we're going into a break and when we come back you know I know that this is costing us billions of dollars 
in lost productivity every single year. So I'd like to talk about, you know, a few of the things that entrepreneurs, especially in small business, can do to either re-engage or, or keep their employees engaged so that they're not facing the losses that that larger corporations are facing in the billions. And I hope that everyone listening will head over to Inc.com and check out my articles. Uh, this week, we're talking about doing a little spring cleaning for the mind. Don't forget when you're taking out the trash from the basement, you got a little head trash going on <laughs> like we all do. So you might want to take out the head trash too. We'll be right back with Karen Volo. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business. On Philippa Rollins presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Equipped with the right skills, knowledge, and most of all the right questions, you too could have the success you're looking for. Join Laura Atchison as she hosts the Entrepreneur Masterclass each Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's been said success comes from not only what you know, but who you know. But what if you don't have access to the top experts? Well, that has changed. Laura Atchison, best-selling author, international speaker, and business strategist, brings you top experts from all around the world to help you take your business and your life to new heights. Join Laura for the Entrepreneur Masterclass every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we are here today with the evolution expert, Karen Folo. And Karen has over 15 years of experience working with international Fortune 500 companies on two continents. And she's bringing all of that wisdom and experience to us today. Make sure to check out Karen's most recent book, Engage, your step-by-step guide to creating a workplace that you and for, I'm sorry, Karen, finish that tagline for me. I think I cut it off here. <laughs> um, creating a workplace that you, your customers, um, your, your coworkers, coworkers and your customers love. 
love. I cut off the word love and I'm like, oh no, what do, what do they do? <laughs> no, they love it. So you definitely they want to have that it. word there. <laughs> it's the most important part. Oh, fun. So, so Karen, I know that the, the numbers around disengagement and the loss of productivity are just staggering. Tell us a little bit about those, those stats and, and how they're affecting even those of us who are not business owners. Yeah, I'll tell you, when we wrote the book, we were basing it on the U.S. study from Gallup, and basically they said, um, you know, uh, I think it was 29% of the workforce is engaged, meaning 71% was disengaged, oh. which I thought that was a huge tragedy when I was reading this, going, oh my Crazy. gosh, I mean, 71 people aren't happy at work. Oh. Um, after we finished writing the book, the, the global study came out, and that is actually even worse. It's 87% of employees <gasps> globally are either disengaged or actively disengaged. So it's a huge huge percentage. Of course, it varies bit a little bit by country. Um, U.S. actually, as horrible as I thought it was initially, is one of the better countries. No, um, really? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. I think they were ranked sixth in, in the you know, in the final tally or whatever, but basically, I mean, this kind, this, this is costing companies between in the U S alone now is 450 to 550 billion in lost productivity. And that is, um, you know, it adds up a lot. It's a combination of the, um, sick leave that people are taking the lost productivity as well as wage replacement. So if somebody leaves the position, what it takes to get somebody to replace that person, um, and, you know, it's, it's having a huge effect on businesses and this, even for entrepreneurs, um, you know, when you have a small company and maybe just a few employees, it's really, really expensive for you if you hire the wrong person. So, you know, let's say you bring in the, the, someone and you hire them and it turns out not to be the right person or you, you lose someone who's been, say, maybe a longer term employee. That really has a huge impact on your business or it can if you don't have the systems in place to kind of cover that. So looking at employee engagement is, is really kind of a core of what we talk about cultural engagement and how do you create an environment where people really, you know, can be the best version of themselves and bring, bring their full potential into the company. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what you said is so right on about small businesses, because we're not just looking at the dollars and cents. Well, we're also looking at what it takes from the entrepreneur, or perhaps a manager, if they're fortunate enough to have that middle person in place, which frankly, most don't. Um, and, and what it takes from them to fill in that gap, because those systems are rarely in place when, when you're, uh, when you're scaling your business, it's all about getting them in place. So it really packs a wallop in. And uh, so while you may not literally see dollars um, flowing out the window, you see a lot of time and productivity that translates to dollars just flowing out the window. Yeah, I can. I mean, just to give you a quick example here, if you have a company with a thousand employees and let's just take the, the global average of, you know, basically 87 percent are disengaged. That means 870 employees and you can add or drop a zero depending on the size of company you want to look at here. But let's just say with a thousand employees, you've got 870 that are disengaged. That adds up to depending on the, the average salary in the company. You just multiply that times average salary. Gallup says disengagement costs one third of a person's salary. Um, so if we're looking at, you know, let's just take a low wage industry like service industry where they're making maybe, you know, 20,000 a year or whatever the case might be. It's like $4 million. I haven't, I haven't mm -hmm. done the math in, in U.S. dollars recently. I was giving this example in pounds recently, but mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's about $4 million just on that alone. And, you know, the return on investment when you invest in working with employee engagement strategies um, is huge. It's absolutely yeah. huge on very, very conservative figures on very low turnover rates. You know, we have at least 66, 67% return on investment. Um, and you start playing with the numbers based on the business and you can see very quickly how much it can have an impact on your business mm-hmm. and directly to the bottom line. Yeah, it truly can. And I want to make clear that we're not just talking, we're not necessarily talking about those lazy employees here. We're talking about employees who are highly stressed, poorly trained, uh, not given opportunity for growth. Am I on the right path when I say that, Karen? Yeah, but even the disengagement is including the employees that are satisfied. They're there, Mm. they're doing their job but they're not giving that extra effort or that extra Mm. passion. Mm -hmm. So disengagement is very encompassing. So what you were saying, I mean, those employees that you've got a small percentage generally that is like actively disengaged. And those are kind of what you might call your bad apples. They're the ones that are spreading a lot of negativity in the whole business. Um, but, you know, I, I often, when I'm speaking, will differentiate. There's a huge difference between employee satisfaction and employee engagement and employee satisfaction. You can have a highly, a company that rates very high on employee satisfaction, but they're not engaged. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Tell us more about that. Well, it's it's essentially because when you're when you're working with engagement, I mean, when we wrote the book, we had to, I came up with a definition for engagement, which is basically you know where you're full, you're paying full attention, you're you're committed, you're going the extra mile, you're you're giving yourself full wholeheartedly to the business and for the for the better of the organization. Um, and it's, it's that discretionary effort that willing, people are willing to bring into their job and into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why our, 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 for the, for our company evolution, we have this mission or this, this purpose of bringing joy to the workplace, because when people feel joy at the workplace, when they're happy and they feel full of, you know, passion and they feel like what they're doing means something, you're tapping into a huge hidden resource that's in any company, whether it's small or large. And it's those people that can really make the business accelerate and go to the next level. And when you look at companies that are successful, like uh, Southwest Airlines, Puma, Virgin, all those companies, I mean, Tom's and and even smaller companies like, you know, Tom's and Zappos, they're doing that. They're tapping into that. And the leaders of those organizations know how to work with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, clearly, clearly. And they truly are setting trends that um, organizations are, many organizations are finally following, which is so exciting. And we're going to get to those um, five steps to maximizing productivity and profits down along the way. But I also want to ask you, Karen, about, because I think, you know, any good entrepreneur, any good CEO has to be really forward thinking. What about some future trends that are affecting businesses? What's going on that we have to kind of keep an eye out for? <laughs> well, the most obvious, and we all feel this on a daily basis, is, is just technology. Things are changing so quickly. I mean, if you just look at social media and how do you communicate, I mean, things, we're having so much disruptive technology with, with um you know, trends that are coming now that are shifting the way we're doing business and shifting the way we interact and how we do business. Um, you know, this, this transparency that's come about because of technology is really having a huge impact as well. Um, you know, we talked a little bit in terms of the demographics and, and this millennium group that's coming mm-hmm. in has a w- different way of looking at the world and they have a lot right. of, um, you know, they're very purpose driven. They, they want companies that have a purpose and they're not motivated by money. Like, 
prior generations have been. So it's not the same thing that's going to take to attract them. And then, you know, I mean, we have a lot of um, statistics that show that the, the jobs that are being created right now, we don't have the talent for it. We have a huge amount of high unemployment, but we don't have the right skills for the, the jobs that wow. are the most critical in companies as well. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, as an example, social media manager right now is one of the hottest new business positions out there. And there's no place to really training people for that. No, you're right. You're right. A lot of these, they're just, you know, innate skills and ability and, and such. And so you have to look for really special people to do things like that. And when you said it initially, Karen, I was thinking, wow, but the millennial generation is one of the most um, highly schooled generations of our times. But then, you know, when you say social media manager, right, there is nowhere to train for that. But so I hope that I hope that our universities are, are trending toward having programs like that. Well, I have to tell you, Marla, just in looking at trends, I mean, with technology and how things are changing so rapidly, people who are entering the university level education right now, uh-huh. by the time they graduate, their education is most likely going to be it's obsolete. Obsolete! Which is scary. Which is it scary is for scary. that younger generation. So you really have to take control of your own destiny and you have to get yourself trained and, you know, figure out what it is you love to do, figure out what you're passionate about, figure out your personal purpose, which is a big thing of what I, you know, talk about a lot with, with both individuals and companies. Once you know that bigger purpose, then, then it gives you kind of a guiding light to do what mm-hmm. you need to do. Yeah, it really does, Karen, and I love that. And in a way, we can look at this and and see some really exciting pieces of it because I think people have more of an opportunity to go into corporations and sell themselves and sell their skills and such into a position the corporation doesn't even know they need. If they know how to do that. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's where experts like you come in, girl. (laughs) Well, well, again, the onus comes back to each individual and being empowered. And how do you tap into that yourself? You know, you really, you, we all individually now need to take control. There's nobody that's going to, you know, give you your career on a platter. No one is going to do anything like that for you. So whether, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a student coming into the workforce, you have got to be in control of your own destiny. Mm Mm-hmm. You really do. And that, that is um, where that self-awareness comes in and understanding, as you said, your values, your purpose and, you know, what it is that really makes your heart tick. And, uh, you know, it's I, I see more and more younger people bringing on coaches nowadays, which is very exciting to me, obviously, because we can help them. We can help them understand this. So, And, and I have to just say, I see a lot of traditional roles like an HR manager, it's changing. It's shifting. I don't think it's going to be as administrative as it was in the past. I think a lot of this stuff is going to be outsourced. And I think, you know, it's going to be more, much more coaching, much more involved in personal development and how can you, you know, grow in this company and how can you develop yourself as a person career-wise, but also as an individual. Yeah, such exciting things we're getting in here into here. It's so much fun. When we come back, we're going to talk about your uh, five cultural keys or the five C's, as you call them, in the book and uh, and help entrepreneurs know how they can really maximize profit by engaging their employees and, and truly engaging with their business. So we'll be back in just a minute.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in every Monday night during the debut episode of Paranoia Texas at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you will get a chance to win some very cool prizes from McDonald's, Walmart, Geek World, Red Petal Salon, and so much more. All you have to do is listen for the cue, and when you hear this music, call in. That's every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And win those cool prizes. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with the evolution expert, Karen Volo. And Karen, going into break, you had mentioned how you know there are no schools for so many of the skills and, and qualities and such that people are going to need to be successful in business moving forward. And I understand that you actually have a program that sounds very exciting. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we're we're just launching it because um after coming out with Engage, it's actually uh, uh opened up a huge amount of doors and opportunities that you know we didn't even know existed before. So I've been involved in being on an expert panel for employee engagement and, and actually 
North America and in England and uh, UK and Europe. And uh, it's given some great insights into companies from that level as well. And I've been doing a lot of speaking. And what I have found with the speaking is that, you know, I'm able to, you know, let people know why engagement is important and what it's all about. But then, you know, I kept getting questions from people. How do we do this? How do we do this? And even though we, you know, have laid out the formula in the book as well, um, we just decided that, you know, we need to really address this. And so Sergio and I ended up putting together a program called the International Cultural Engagement Specialist Certification Program. And essentially what this is, is taking our two and a half years of research and, you know, kind of immersion into this whole topic and passing it along to people who go through this program and certifying them in how to create an environment. With This is really the how-to. How do you do this? So anybody that's, you know, passionate about engagement, whether it's, you know, people from HR or from internal communications or marketing, or um, sometimes we see people who have been working with um, corporate social responsibility as well. Um, But all sorts of people are, you know, signing up for this where they will actually become certified. And we actually have it accredited from the HR Certificate Institute. So it's like continuing education credits for people who have, you know, certifications in, in this area. And it's a way that they can advance their career, get specialized in this particular area and be kind of the internal ambassadors for the organization mm-hmm. to really create an environment where um, they're working with a culture to, to bring out the best of, of everybody and, and to really accelerate the business and make that big impact. How exciting. That just sounds absolutely fascinating, not only um, from the perspective of, of being involved in the program as, as a student, if you will, but also from, from your perspective and what you got to do to put that together. And, and oh, it's just going to be so much fun to to teach what you know of that. Yeah, I'm I'm really thrilled about it. So we're doing the first one in Stockholm. We've got London lined up. Um, we're in okay. discussion right now for New York. Um, haven't scheduled okay. dates on that yet, but anybody who's interested, you know, they can just go to our site and get on our list and, um, you know, either contact us directly or, um, you know, we have it available on, on the website as well at evolutionacademy.com is where you would get that information, particularly for this program. Um, but, you know, if you get on our, in our mailing list, then, then you'll get the information as to when it's coming and as we schedule more cities out into the future here. Mm-hmm. Good. So you will be coming to the U.S. hopefully in the, in the relatively near future. I, I believe so. I, I don't want to speak before anything yeah. is set in stone, but there will yeah. most likely be a chance of that, yes. If not, a little trip doesn't... Uh... <laughs> Sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I have I have clients saying, "When are you When are you going to do that there?" Because we'll send our people that are in the U.S. there. So yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> oh, fun, fun. Karen, in your book, you discuss five cultural keys or, or the five C's as you call them. And these are five steps to maximizing productivity and profits. And uh, I think that they apply certainly at the corporate level, but also at the small business level. So I'd love for you to get into those a little bit and, and describe, you know, what entrepreneurs can start doing now to create this sh- very important shift. Yeah, and, and and let me just say, you know, in our fifteen amazing companies, we actually have a couple of young entrepreneurial type of mm. companies as well. So um, there's a small dance school in uh, 
no, Michigan, I believe it was, Misty's okay. Dance, which, you know, I mean, she's just like an amazing entrepreneur who's, who's built this incredible um, small little company, but she had all these elements as well. And uh, so this is something that works in large companies. It works in, you know, startups. It works in, you know, um, a- any type of company, really. And this is what I like to call kind of the red thread that was in all these companies that we talked to. So these five cultural keys are what these companies are doing to create that environment where people can thrive culturally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first one is collaboration and they all start with C. So it makes it easier for people to remember, of course, or at least for me to remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the first one is collaboration. And what we mean by that is, is taking teamwork to the next level where, you know, people understand that by working together, you're, you're doing something for the greater good of all that everyone will benefit. Um, oftentimes it's a family type of environment. Um, Research shows that if somebody has a friend at work, they'll actually stay longer and and not leave the company as quickly. So all these things are kind of falling under collaboration, Mm -hmm. where you create an environment where people really do care about each other and, and work together. The second one is creativity, and that is really allowing the innovation and um, the ideas to come from within the organization. Um, you know, it's an environment where you allow people to. Um, step forward and, and come up with creative ideas. Um, we like to use, you know, as an example here, um, uh, Puma has come up with uh, what they call EP&L, which is Environmental Profit and Loss. And what they did was basically look at, you know, as they're doing different products, so let's just take a pair of shoes, for example. They looked at how much does it cost the water to make the leather to do the shoe. And they looked at it from an environmental perspective as the impact on the planet as to what they were doing. And the reason this comes up as a good example is because you get one company in an industry doing something new like this, all of a sudden everybody else in the retail business is looking and going, ooh, maybe we should be doing that too. So the companies that are willing to take these creative steps and move forward can actually lead their industries in in huge ways, which is really exciting to kind of see that. Um, The third cultural key is connection. And what we mean by that is really through the purpose and the values where you have a shared purpose and values that really um, integrate deep into the whole company. Um, As an example here, I like to use um, Zappos just because they actually every year publish their culture book where every employee writes why they love working at Zappos. You know, I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zappos just has numerous amounts of examples that we can use um, over and over again. But it's really about how you connect internally to the employees and how you connect externally to the market and to the customers. And there needs to be an integration between the communication on both levels. Um, you know, oftentimes I see in companies where the message out to the customer is one thing, where internally it's totally different, and and you get that. There, there's something missing there when it's not cohesive and, and basically the same type of message, both internally and externally. The fourth key is celebration. And uh, I always like to do my unofficial research when I'm speaking and ask people, you know, how many people need more fun in their lives? And, you know, basically 99.9% of people will raise their hand and say, yeah, haha, we need more fun, right? But it's true. We take ourselves far too seriously in life. And, um, you know, we need to celebrate. We need to recognize and make heroes out of people and show appreciation at work and, and show, you know, our gratitude for people and what they've done, both with customers, but also with employees and your coworkers. The more you can bring that energy into the organization, the the lighter it becomes and the more, you know, fun people end up having. And that actually helps on, on a lot of different levels health-wise too. And then the last one is contribution. 
And that is really giving back. And it's to what extent are you able to, you know, make an impact in the world? And again, a contribution is kind of on an individual level, looking at each employee and how can I contribute to this organization? But then also as the organization as a whole, how can we contribute to do something positive in the world? Um, for example, here you've got, you know, Tom's Shoes, which is they've got this one-for-one one movement where you buy a pair of shoes and they give a pair to child in need. Well, they have started this whole movement from this, you know, company that started in 2006 from an idea of, you know, how can I do something positive in the world and help these kids who are walking to school and and getting their feet cut up and actually getting diseases and having major health issues because they don't have Mm -hmm. shoes. And it's such a simple thing, right? Tom's has now moved into, you know, eyeglasses where you buy a pair of sunglasses and then they give somebody sight somewhere in the world. And now most recently, um, last summer, they launched uh, coffee. So if you buy a bag of coffee from Tom's, which everybody pretty much drinks coffee, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you buy a bag of coffee and someone in the world is going to get clean water for a week. Wow. I mean, there's just such value in that, that it just emotionally connects the customers so deeply to this to this brand that of mm-hmm. course you're going to, you know, if I'm going to do something like this, um, I'll give you one more example here because, um, with, with the, uh, my personal story, it's a memoir that has come out now. I'm giving all the royalties to a wonderful, not for, not a nonprofit organization called not for sale. And mm-hmm. they're helping with human trafficking and yeah. basically helping to, uh, have an impact on that and protect people and communities from having people b- fall into that cycle. Uh, there's a company that has started around this called Not For Sale Ale. And basically it's beer. And if you buy this beer, all the profits from that particular brand of beer will be going to this charity. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. So you see where contribution oh, yeah. can just go so far. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to give 100% of your profits to something. But it's just this, right. some sort of a connection that makes a bigger meaning or a bigger purpose as to why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that makes people feel like what they do matters and makes them feel like, wow, you know, this is significant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a basic human need we all have. We all want to feel like what we do makes a difference somewhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and the way you break it down, it makes it so digestible. And I think that really any creative entrepreneur can look at these five C's and, and uh, collaborate and, and, you know, figure out how, how they can apply them within their company and have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, this is, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from break. And we will be back in just a moment with Karen Volo. This is Marla Tabaka. Find me at MarlaTabaka.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. 
This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's words you never heard. Did you ever wonder who invented the Band-Aid? In 1921, a man by the name of Earl Dixon was working as a cotton buyer for the Johnson & Johnson Company. Earl's wife, Josephine, was always cutting her fingers while cooking in the kitchen. So one day, he took a piece of gauze and attached it to the center of a piece of tape, covered it in crinoline to keep it sterile, and placed it over her wound. His boss, James Johnson, heard about Earl's little invention and decided to start mass-producing these Band-Aids to sell to the public. Johnson & Johnson decided to give Boy Scout troops free Band-Aids as a publicity stunt, which started the telewagging and the rest is history. What do the British, Irish, Aussies, New Zealanders, and South Africans call Band-Aids? Plasters. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we are here today with Karen Volo, and people know her as the Chief Joy Bringer, which is just so appropriate because going into break, Karen, we were we were discussing how bringing joy into the work environment really is is the the driver for the type of success that you're talking about here in the five C's. And um, you mentioned what you're doing with with one of your books, which I think is absolutely. Fantastic. And it kind of brought me around to a thought. A lot of small business owners ask, you know, so what can I do? I'm not even really making much money. How can I contribute? And I just want to point out that there are tons of existing platforms for you to contribute as little as, you know, $25 to every, every so often that that will help you to to grow this type of a brand. Like I, I choose Kiva. I think there's an amazing organization, amazing platform where you do, you actually provide micro loans uh, to someone in a third a developing country to launch or grow their business. I mean, how much cooler can it get? So. Uh, you know, I think that for any cause, there's something existing out there that people, small business owners can simply piggyback on. 
Yeah, let me just share something here, just statistic-wise. Um, yeah. 2002 to 2012, 52% of the businesses on the Fortune 500 list are no longer in business in Whoa. that 10-year period. The projections from 2015 to 2025, so for the next 10 years, they're projecting that 48% of the companies that are listed today will no longer be in business. And what the latest research is showing from, you know, Deloitte, McKinsey and, and Harvard and all these different places is that purpose-driven companies are the ones that will be surviving. They're the ones yes. that are going to thrive. And how do you get that purpose? And part of it is, is this contribution again, and it's finding a way to give back. And it doesn't have to be big. I can tell you, we have a, a fantastic giving partner that we work with who, um, you know, when I have a, an important meeting with a client, I give them a certificate of gratitude or certificate of appreciation and you know a certain number of children will get education for a day because we spent an hour together and talked about whatever it was we talked about that's beautiful and that's just our way because evolution is a services oriented company that that's our way of giving back so you know it's just a matter of being creative and finding ways that can emotionally connect your customers or your 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 potential customers to you in a way that makes an impact and makes them remember you that makes mm -hmm. you stand out right mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely so that's such an important piece of this and I love those statistics thank you you and I are going to do an article for Ink Together Girl and I'd like to include those statistics <laughs> I, ha I have the research I'll share it with you <laughs> very good we need we need an even bigger reach with this stuff it's good yeah. uh, so what are your five C's caring is collaboration and uh Basically, what you said was creating an environment where people care about one another and, and work together well. So, so can you give an entrepreneur a few tips about how they can create and nurture such an environment? What can they do? Well, you know, I'm all about bringing joy into the workplace and bringing joy into your life. And there are such simple, simple things that you can do right now. And I'll give you three tips right now awesome. that you can do immediately. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing and what your work is. It doesn't matter. You can do this. Okay. So the first one is to just be service minded and understand that you have a reason for being here. Um, you know, Mark Twain has this fabulous quote that I use all the time, but the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Mm -hmm. And the day you find out why is the day you know who you are meant to serve and why. So as an entrepreneur, of course, you're going to be serving a certain audience, right? But just be service-minded. And it doesn't matter if, even if, you know, it's someone who doesn't deal with customers, but you've got internal customers or you've got whoever you are needing to work with. Do what you can. Give them compliments. Be service-minded. Do, do anything that you can do to uh, make someone's day brighter. Mm. Um, kind of along those lines, and this goes into a lot of the research that we came across with positive psychology, where it's focus on what's going well. So when you are you know, oftentimes we're kind of conditioned through our society, through our education, all these things to focus on what's going wrong, fix the problem, what's going wrong, right? You just start shifting and going, what's going right today? How many times do you ever ask yourself, what's going right today? Yeah. <laughs> focus yeah. on that, right? What happens is it shifts you to a positive mental mindset, to a positive frame yeah. of mind. And I'm all about mindset shift, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> I learned it the yeah, hard way, too. right? <laughs> right. Um, you did. But just start focusing on, on what's going well and just see how your day will shift on that. And then the last one is just recognition or appreciation. 
give people a compliment or, you know, um, if someone did a good job, don't just, you know, acknowledge it very briefly, but actually, you know, acknowledge it in a way that's public, acknowledge it to them so that they, you know, really understand how much it meant to you. Um, it's such a simple thing. And I, I'm just going to share a question here that I, I use at the dinner table because I've got teenagers, okay? okay. And um, this is really powerful because it's like hard to get information out of teenagers. But I have a question that I will often ask is what would you like to be recognized for today? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I start pulling out like, oh, I got an A on that test. Oh, I got this. I got that. And it's like you un- start to understand what's important to the other person, what they feel like they did that they deserve recognition for. Mm-hmm. It's an incredibly powerful question. And, um, you know, it's a very simple thing that you can start to use. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I uh, work with one company, shout out to Told Ya, and uh, they they start their Monday morning meetings, employee meetings, with exactly that. Let's let's celebrate. Let's celebrate some things. What do you bring into the table to celebrate? And uh, boy, that just lifts their meeting to another level. And what you get out of that is that creativity, connection, you know, collaboration. All these five C's come from that simple question. I love it. I love love that you do it at your dinner table. Wow. <laughs> Fun. Hey, we, we practice what we preach. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have to, don't we? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've already answered my next question. A, a lot of times when we, when we bring this culture um, and environment topic to the table with entrepreneurs, they, they want ideas. What can I do? What can I do to show my appreciation? You know, I don't have a ton of money to buy gift certificates and things like that. And I tell them that employees aren't necessarily motivated by money, that yeah. it's, it's far deeper than that. So what do you have any other thoughts that you can offer those entrepreneurs who really want to celebrate an employee's contribution and, and feel stunted by lack? <laughs> Um, you know, it, the research is showing that money isn't even in the top yep. um, list anymore. It's it's about having um, a sense of belonging. It's so that comes back to kind of the collaboration, the family type of environment. Um, so create an environment where you know people feel like they belong and and that they can really be a part of. And and that's I think a little bit easier to do in a smaller company versus a larger company is that family environment. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I think coming back to, you know, what's motivating people today, it's, it's, it's basically the sense of belonging. It's, um, you know, feeling like what they do matters and, and that it's significant. And then the, the, the third one is the, the opportunity for growth and not career growth, but personal growth. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, entrepreneurs yeah. can sometimes maybe invest a little bit in, in personal growth, personal development type programs for their employees. I think that would go a really long way because, um, I mean, for example, Patagonia is another one of our examples of companies, but they allow their people to take a certain amount of time on sabbatical and they go off and do whatever they want. They can go, you know, on a African safari or they can go wherever, travel, whatever it is. And they come back to their jobs and they're so inspired and motivated that they're bringing such a new perspective and energy into the organization that it inspires everybody else around them. Right. Right. My brother actually works for a, a government uh, research lab 
and uh, he's a physicist. And one of the things he goes and he travels the world on his tandem recumbent bike with his wife. And then he comes back, he takes a sabbatical and he comes back and he does a huge video presentation to the employees. So you can incorporate things like that in that can really be uplifting. So, wow, we are down to the last tidbits of this show. And I know that you have a special gift for our listeners. I'm really excited to hear about that. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, basically, there, there's two places to, to kind of get the core information from us. Um, our corporate site is evolution.com, which is E-V-O-L-O-S-H-E-N.com. So it's spelled a little bit differently. But also at my personal site, which is Karen, K-A-R-I-N, Volo, V-O-L-O.com. Um, and if you go to KarenVolo.com forward slash gifts, then you will actually get some some nice little tidbits and presents there. Um, one of the things I give away there is my what one of my favorite tools that I developed. Um, we didn't have a whole lot of time to go into the whole you know incarceration story really, mm-hmm. but I developed this tool while I was there called a joyometer, which is how you measure the joy in your oh. life. So I give training on how to how to do that and how to work within it. It's essentially I call it a mood management system because it helps you to become very aware of your emotions. Um, and then there's some other gifts that you can get there as well. But I think that's you know kind of a great place to start. And if you're interested in any of the corporate um, work I'm doing or with the book Engage, all all of the books are there too. So KarenVolo.com is kind of the hub for my mm-hmm. work. And then you can branch out into if you want it for corporate, for personal development, for parenting, etc. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Karen, K-A-R-I-N, Volo, V-O-L-O dot com forward slash gifts, and you'll get some great, great things there. How excited started on bringing joy into your life. Yeah, joyometer. <laughs> Talk about creative. I love that. It's just so playful. I want to go and see just, you know, what is it? Because it sounds so much fun. <laughs> it's actually very helpful it's it's a good tool i've i used it and i i swear by it so and i it has a a little recording that tells you how to work with it too so you'll get that Mm -hmm. well this has just been so much fun karen thank you so much for joining us and bringing this wonderful information and to everybody out there listening please uh keep an eye out uh because uh karen and i are certainly going to collaborate on an article for ink and you'll find that at ink.com slash author slash marla hyphen tabaka and uh, i look forward to doing with you that with you soon karen Sounds good. (laughs) All right, everyone. We'll see you here next week. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and 